Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So good to be back again online as we prepare our hearts to receive from the Lord, especially as we are coming to the end of the year and uh, our hearts are to be prepared and um, we are wanting to make sure everything is checked and we're ready to go. Hallelujah. You know, we're close to the coming of the Lord, so it's just a privilege to be alive on the planet Let's thank him who's worthy and worship him. Oh, we give you thanks. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. Be blessings and glory and honor and power forever. Be blessings and glory and honor and power Forever to him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. Hallelujah. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you. Great King, Holy One, our Father, our eldest brother, King of kings and Lord of lords. We're grateful for tender mercies, loving kindnesses. We trust you today. We yield to you now. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We call every need met, every yoke destroyed, every burden removed. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As we've been doing lately, we usually start off with a prayer, which is a revelation of the heart of God. For these kind of prayers that are given to us are spirit-given, inspired by Him, and given to the church, the new creation. And so this is effectively what God wills for us, and we can ask again and again, because you know, he continued to pray without ceasing for the church. And so we read from Colossians chapter 1. And uh, thank God they were responding. They were already uh, walking in love and staying in these things. And so he was able to pray and take them in prayer to the next place that he was trusting God for. And so we can pray it also. In Jesus' name. Verse 9 says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that we might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Verse 10 continues being fruitful in every good work and increasing the knowledge of God. 
strengthened, verse 11 continues, with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering, with joyfulness. Hallelujah. Giving thanks, verse 12 says, unto the Father, which has made us meet or qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Thank God for that. So we have in this prayer the general understanding of the new covenant person and that we should be full of that understanding, that revelation. And then that would convey to us uh, strength and bring the power to walk in a worthy manner, walking in that place for which Christ paid and for which the Holy Ghost is supposed to uh, illuminate us. For God does not want just fleshly struggles trying to walk, but rather spirit-energized, spirit-induced action. Amen. Amen. What a person who is not saved cannot do. Amen. And what a fleshly person, person who is led by the flesh cannot do either. You can do, but it won't count unless it is done by the energy and inspiration of the Spirit, by revelation, by understanding, rather than just struggles in the flesh. So this is the divine way by the Spirit of God giving us words to pray so that he can get involved and uh, from the overflow of the wisdom, knowledge, understanding, it causes us to walk. Not just an external force that we are trying to struggle in our own strength and do things. That would be counterproductive and definitely burn us up. Hallelujah. So God wants it in a certain way so that our works are uh, enduring works. Works that we can take with us into the rest of God where our labors follow us. So these kind of thoughts are involved in all of this. And so um, it separates from precious uh, and, uh, you know, the things that are going to be burned up, which are just fleshly works. So let's see this also in Canada, Colossians 1, 9 to 12. ಆದಕಾರಣ Athana Mahima Shaktiya Prakara Paripurna Balahundi Balisharagi Ananda Purvaka Vada Tarme and Nu Matu Dirgashanti and Nu Torisuvaru Bedaki Naliruva Parishudara Badjate Ali Palugara Raghuvadaki Namanu Yogiran Nagi Madida Tandege Krutajna Tastuti Maduvaragi Rabek and Talu Nano Ashisutene. Praise God. With those thoughts in mind, let's uh, go and read another scripture like we had read last time from 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. And uh, from the first verse, it says, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant 
There are ignorant uh, areas where people are ignorant uh, things in the scripture they have not understood and don't have much clue about. And this is one of those uh, places of ignorance. For instance, people are ignorant of the mystery, uh, the rapture, the gifts of the Spirit, etc. There are things like that. Here, there is again a cause for um, concern that we should not be ignorant. How, it goes on, that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. So you have another form of uh, the type of baptism here, which is always uh, about identifying and being a part of. Here they were uh, identifying here with the Moses, uh, Moses or Mosaic kind of uh, leading and the whole law and things like that. And did all eat the same spiritual meat. So he's trying to bring us to some place of commonality and now leading us in the way of the spirit rather than just the flesh. The same spiritual meat. Verse 4, and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. You can see here also that um, there was a rock that Moses had to strike, but only strike once. And uh, therefore we understand that Jesus was that rock, according to these thoughts, and that Jesus had not come as man. He was the Son of God all the time, but then he was manifested in the flesh at a certain time, certain given moment, in the fullness of time. And so before that he came in various other forms, and here he was called the rock. The rock was Christ. And therefore, after being smitten once, he was not supposed to be smitten again, but rather supposed to be spoken to, confessed, etc., those kind of thoughts. Anyhow, verse 5, But with many of them God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. So a lot of them, though they had partaken and identified and were in that whole spiritual arena also, they still were not able to please God. In other words, God came in all of these varieties, but man approached God only in one way, which was by faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. So whether it was before the law, in the law, and after the law, the only way that man was able to please God was by faith, approaching God by faith. God may come in various forms, even here as a rock, and the waters that came out of that rock. So God was not pleased because uh, they really did not take him at his word. They discounted him. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were uh, examples. Notice that it comes to us now. We have a lot of uh, example and model to check and see some things we should not follow, some things we should follow. 
And that's pretty good and clear. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. In other words, desires of the flesh, desires that are contrary to the things of the spirit were there then and are there now. The fact that we are born again, new creatures, doesn't mean that uh, they are lower base type, base type of uh, desires also lurking in that lower unregenerate nature called the flesh. And so uh, we have to contend with all of that and by the power of the spirit and the supremacy of the life and the word of God, we can live a higher life. And so we can uh, identify with them also. Amen. Until we see a difference. Praise God. Let's see if we can read from verse 1 to 6 out of 1 Corinthians 10 in Canada also. Praise God. So we have all of these thoughts here. And it goes on. Neither be ye idolaters. So we can. New Covenant people can be uh, substituting what supposed to be for God to something else much lesser than him who can compare with God. With what likeness shall we liken him? Those kind of thoughts and we can put all our time and effort into something else which can become like an idol. As were some of them. Notice that it is continuing the thought. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. You and I know that there's nothing wrong with eating and drinking and rising up to play. Definitely not. <laughs> Otherwise, you have to outlaw regular living. You should just all die. Amen. So that's not what he's talking about. But where it was inappropriate, it was not the right time for such things. There was a reverence required as Moses was coming back from the mountain. There was an expectation that something special was coming from the Lord and a reverence was required. Verse 8, neither let us commit fornication. Praise God. As some of them committed. So we also in that verse there fell in one day uh, three and twenty thousand. Verse 9, neither let us tempt Christ. Notice the neither, neither, neither. And let us, let us, be ye, and so forth. Tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured 
and were destroyed of the destroyer. So last time we saw that the least there, the lowest in the list was murmuring, but it still produced destruction. <laughs> Amen. Very few people will realize that murmuring has any effect, but then it produces destruction. Amen. The others seem to be more uh, outward manifestations, you know, external manifestations, idolatry, you know, rising up and eating and playing and all of that stuff. However, we uh, are more bothered about these subtle things because we may have practiced a level of religion where I don't do this, I don't do that, I don't smoke, I don't drink, what else don't I do, etc. We may be in that kind of place, but then uh, these little subtle ones may be where we are failing. Praise God. We may not be outwardly doing so many things. Hallelujah. But then these subtle things may be uh, the ones that are causing us to miss it. We're just trying to see what the scripture can help uh, in our lives to clarify and prepare so that our uh, day of honor will be best as possible. Praise God. And so murmuring produced destruction. Verse 11 Brings it more home and clear. Now all these things happened unto them for examples that they are written for our admonition. Notice that it's written for us all, including Paul. Paul was not perfect. I know he did live a certain level that very few people ever could attain, but um, he was not perfect. He had his own failures. And uh, he accepted it. Sometimes people are hard to see that. I mean, people find it hard to see that. But Jesus is the only perfect person in this book. Hallelujah. Uh, All these things happened unto them for examples and are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Now, they lived as though that was the end of the age. However, you and I know that this is like 2,000 years later. And we are closer to the end of the age than any person in this book. Praise God. And the soon coming of the Lord to take us home secretly. Glory to God. And in an instant we shall be changed in the lowest division of time possible. And just like that we'll be out of here. Hallelujah. Just like one day you were born, one day we will be leaving. Hallelujah. That great day is coming. Our bodies would have triumphed over death because the Lord is able to subdue everything under him. And death itself will be under the foot of the body of Christ. Praise the Lord for that wonderful day. And so because of the time, because of the season in which we live, uh, we are causing our hearts to think upon these things more because, man, it will be... Awesome to stand before the throne of grace, number one. And then number two, just to be honored by him. Wow. And then to see that you have uh, achieved some level of excellence, that you are standing among a crowd that is going to be just 24 elders. Imagine, they will just be known as that. And uh, you know, 
Jesus offered it even to every single one of those twelve, and one decided to step out of it by his own accord, by his own choice. And so I believe that the other that was added on must be the Apostle Paul. And so we have all of these things for us to think that even though they were not perfect, God could actually put them in a special place. And so he's looking forward to uh, crowning us with this glory and this honor. Amen. And we have examples to follow and examples that we should avoid. Amen. Praise God. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth, verse 12 makes it a little more uh, clear, if you think that you are standing, be careful. Amen. So that's uh, caution there. And so we want to approach these things with caution. You could say it's another word for reverence, you know, reverently. We want to do the right thing and uh, approach cautiously. So be careful that you are seeing it as it ought to be seen and not seeing it in a legalistic way. Sometimes uh, people switch religion for these things. And we are not religious. We are involved in a life, the life of Christ, lived out here on the earth. Praise God. And so uh, let's begin to treat it properly. Um, I'll read the Amplified, no, rather the uh, TPT on that 11th verse. All the tests they endured on their way through the wilderness are a symbolic picture, an example that provides us with a warning so that we can learn through what they experienced. For we live at a time when the purpose of all the ages past is now completing its goal within us. Wow, that's nice. 12 continues, So beware if you think it could never happen to you, lest your pride becomes your downfall. That's kind of neat how it's all written there. But notice here that uh, there were symbols, pictures, Imagine that, praise God, uh, somebody said, you know, this, this is the law. Imagine this is a book. This is the law. This is the instruction. And this is not salvation, but this is instruction. Salvation only comes from the Lord. And then people decided to just hang around that law and hold on to the book. Meanwhile, it's a person. Salvation is the Lord, the Lord Jesus. So people can usually uh, start out nicely and then hang around the symbols. People do that in the New Testament also. For instance, the Old Testament, there was a symbol of uh, circumcision. That was not salvation. It was just a sign, an outward sign, that you have believed certain things and that you are in covenant Amen. But then it became like salvation, and that without that you are not saved. <laughs> How funny. And that's the way it kind of deteriorates. If you don't have the original life and spark, it can become all symbolic. Communion is also symbolic. It's not the body, it's not the blood of Jesus. It is something to release faith towards so that you can uh, remember what the Lord has done. 
It is given to remember what Christ has paid for. And then people get all bent out of shape about that. Is it this bread? Is it that bread? Can I really eat this? Can I not? Well, you know, if you're not in faith, don't eat it. If you cannot remember what the Lord has done, forget it. You know, go eat some biryani and, you know, have a kebab. Hallelujah. So people go off like that. Amen. Baptism, for instance, it does not save. It's faith in Christ that saves. Baptism is the symbol of the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. Amen. But people can hang around there and just force you to be baptized thinking that they got you saved. Meanwhile, you don't believe a thing. Hallelujah. You're just wet. And that's all. You had an emotional experience. But you really had no true uh, faith grounded, word based uh, belief system in the death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and seating of the Lord at the right hand on our behalf. You see, so there is a possibility of always going after these symbols and parking our life around there if we are not energized by the Spirit in a deeper place. That's supposed to motivate us and cause us to produce works. Amen. So, to us, we should beware. Since we may think it could never happen to us. You know? And we could become prideful. Oh, I know that. I'm already there. You know, I speak in tongues. Ha, ha, ha. And so on. I can pull off a laugh. Amen. And I do this. I did that. So, we have to be careful And, uh, you know, there are all these possibilities there of uh, misplacing our honor. Instead of honoring God and his word and his spirit, his way of doing things, we could be honoring just the flesh. Amen. Honoring our own agenda, our own purpose in the whole matter. And so, um, thank God, after that tree and the shame... Adam and Eve experienced deep shame and wanted to cover themselves up. It was shame because of the failure. And so uh, shame calls for honor. You know, honor being restored. Oh, you. You know, we became uh, embarrassed. And so we are trying to cover some kind of shame all the time with dishonor. And we must be careful that the honor that belongs to God is given to him. Amen. And God will honor us. Hallelujah. And God wants to honor us. And so, um, you know, thank God he's, he's saying all of these things. Notice verse 15. I speak as to wise men. Judge ye what I say. He's saying, I'm not talking to you as though you're fools. I'm speaking to wise people. Judge ye what I say. Amen. So, you know, here we are with the Word of God. Here we are with the Bible. And we can judge if we have reached a certain place of understanding. We can judge these things. The cup of blessing which we bless. Is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? Verse 16. The bread which we break. Is it not the communion of the body of Christ? Thank God that we are now being brought to communion there. Hallelujah. And uh, all of these things come out by the 11th chapter and then 12, 
ignorance about the gifts, 13, the love walk, it goes like that. And then the victory of resurrection, wonderful, wonderful thoughts. And so all of us are called to this glorious life that lies ahead of us. And in the wisdom of God, we can choose to yield to the Spirit, to yield to the Word of God and honor God rather than just honoring uh, whatever else. Amen. And God help us all just in case we think we are so full. And uh, beware, he says in verse 12 of the TPT. So beware if you think it could never happen to you. We are the ones who should beware in case we think oh, that will never happen to me. Amen. Praise God. Let's see if we can uh, hear verse, see verse maybe 8 through 10 in Canada also. Avarali Kelavaru Jaratva Madi Vande Dinadali Patumuru Savira Mandi Sattaru Navu Jaratva Madade Irona Idalade Navu Kristan and Parishodisade Irona Yakandare Avaraliu Kelavaru Parishodisi Satpagarinda Samhara Vadaru Idalade Avarali Kelavaru Bunugutti Samharakana Kayinda Nasha Vadaru Adadarinda Nivu Bunugutta Bediri Praise God. So we are called to not murmur, which looks like the most subtle of it all. Nobody can see in the quietness of your heart what you are mumbling about. And uh, you can tell by now that murmuring is another form of meditation. Praise God. And so we are called to meditate day and night on certain truths and we will make our way prosperous. We will have good success. That seems to be an unalterable law. Also along with other laws of faith. That what is in your heart is what is going to come out of your mouth. And life and death and the authority thereof are in the tongue. And so if we can begin to consider that this is God's way. Uh, we can live differently. Hallelujah. And so we are trusting God right now that each one of us, you know, will be able to. Verse 15 also, if we can in Canada, I speak as to wise men, judge ye what, I'm, what I say. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, let's, let's look at a thing or two again as we... Contemplate these things. Let's go to the book of Romans. Notice verse 16 of chapter 2. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. So there's going to be that kind of a day. And we are... To be uh, cognizant of the fact that it is the gospel. According to his gospel, Paul had a certain message which others could not really appreciate much and they didn't understand. But today we, uh, we are spoken to as wise men also. We, we may know many things. Amen. But there is a secret thing about it. Notice these are things that are hidden, things that Nobody can hear, 
Nobody can see, but um, it's a struggle for, you know, misplaced honor and all of that stuff. And so we can begin to deal with it. Uh, Notice here, verse 28, For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. All of that stuff that they were dealing with was outward. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. That kind of sweeps everything away, right? Right there. Straight. You know, the way the hair was and what kind of garment they wore and, you know, all of those carnal washings immediately with one verse gone. He's not a Jew, which is one outwardly. Neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. That's the end of that. One sweep, it's over. Praise God. But he's a Jew, which is one inwardly. Those are the subtle things. And circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. Amen. So men could miss it and just give you praise or not give you praise, but God won't miss it. Hallelujah. God sees the secret things. God sees the heart. And circumcision, uh, the true covenant is from the heart. Amen. That you have dared to believe God. And you have put your life on the line and laid it bare before God and said, You are my life. You are my salvation. I have nothing in myself to save myself. I'm hanging on to you. I'm in covenant with you. It is your life. It is your blood that I'm trusting. All of those things are there. And God can praise uh, scriptural, spirit-based things. Not just external things. Amen. And a, a whole world of religion is wiped out by these thoughts. Just right there. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can hear uh, verse 16, first of all, of Romans 2 in Kannada. Manushira Rahasyagala Vishaya Vagi Nanna Suvartegan Usara Yesu Kristana Mukantara Devaru Nyayati Risuva Divasadali Avaru Tirku Vanduvaru. Amen. And then verse 28 all the way to 29 also. So thank God we can say, you know, I missed it, forgive me. He will forgive you and cleanse you of all those kind of thoughts. And you are standing there as if you did nothing at all. Praise God. And then you can mutter and murmur other things. You know, such as Romans 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Thank God. Lord, that old tree with its failure, the Adamic tree is over. I am now in Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. All the ills and failure and the curse that Adam brought is over. Thank you, Lord. I'm now in Christ. Hallelujah. That is the tree of life. Oh, praise God. I am now a branch in him. Glory to God. We can mutter these things and we can say, uh, I can live by another law. 
Verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. There's now another law. There's now the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And we are not just being made free from, you know, uh, the clutches of, say, death. Amen. But we are actually free in a way that you have life. Amen. Praise God. Just like you are saved. Thank God for that. You are truly saved. It's not that you are struggling to be saved. Ooh, glory. You are saved. In the same manner, it's not that you are struggling with death. Because every day of your life, you are trying to keep yourself alive from the day you were born. Praise God. That is what man is struggling about. Eating the right thing, living the right way. So they are just trying to live and struggling to live and be uh, alive. That's not the manner in which we are talking. We are saved. And so we are alive. We are not threatened by death like that. Amen. Death has been canceled actually in the picture. Praise God. And we're not weird saying that we will not die. Some of us may not die. We may just be changed in an instant. But, you know, if Jesus tarries, we may one day have to die. Amen. But we may have to die because, uh, you know, we have finished our plan in God and we have permitted and allowed ourselves to go. I have finished. I'm now ready to be offered. Amen. But actually, we can say that until we have done that, we don't have to be scared about the dominion of death. Amen. We are free from it. Praise God, there's a statement that, you know, uh, sickness is death begun. Hallelujah. And so you have this picture of people always struggling with, uh, you know, death. Death, you know, begun. <laughs> Amen. But there is also another way of looking at it. A higher place. That there's a new law at work. That you have another life. That you have another force. That you are free from the other. You are actually free. Cut off from it. Amen. Alright. Something to think about. You know, you may be the guy that is always entertaining such weird things. Amen. And you may be uh, famous for it. But make sure that it is... What God is saying. Because it's about his honor. We want to please him. That we said what he wants us to say. And know what he wants us to know. And not shade it for our false honor. To cover our shame somewhere or the other. Our lack of education. So we want to just come out with these weird things. And be sensationalists. Amen. So we just overdo it. And produce weird statements. And No we want to do it right. We're not afraid of that department. We want to honor God. Amen. We don't want to outdo something and compete with something. We want to be honest and truthful before God. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, some of us come from that class where the world may look at us as nothing. And we own it and we accept it. We don't have much uh, worldly status. But hey, let's honor God. Amen. So look at another verse like this. Romans 7. Thank God. Verse 24. That's just before 8 as you can see. 
Oh wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Amen. It looks like death was hanging in there, in the body. Amen. Oh wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. (laughs) Thank God that when Jesus was received, you are delivered from the body of death. It doesn't have that kind of weight that it used to have, where it would dictate everything which was leading to death. Amen. Now you can say, I'm delivered from the body of death. Hallelujah. Otherwise, in the original picture, I believe it is that You know, you were tied to a dead body. And you had to carry that dead body with you everywhere. And so people were just aware of the stink. Of this weird thing. Why are you carrying that with you all the time? Why do you bring that with you? That stinking corpse. Everywhere you go, you take that with you. What's wrong with you? You know, that kind of picture. But today, you're free from that. Glory to God. Because of the Christ. And so you don't have to worry about it because it's over. Glory to God. The body of death. You see, that kind of sense. Then chapter 1, I mean chapter 8, verse 1 begins. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So we can quietly say, I'm not afraid of this anymore. I have another law working in me. We murmur and mutter this. The Lord is my life. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my health. If the Lord has it, then it is mine. It's mine. Hallelujah. If he has life, I have that life. I have the life. The Lord is my light. Where is my darkness? The Lord is my strength. Where is my weakness? The Lord is my allness. Where is any lack? Where is any curse? If the Lord is my blessing, there's no more curse. Hallelujah. And we can mutter those things and murmur those things, even though, uh, you know, naturally speaking, it sounds just naughty as ever. (laughs) But it gives God glory and honor. Amen. Amen. So you begin to think about it and people may not like it. And, but if that's what God wants to say, you have to say it. Praise God. And at the risk of your own honor, you just have to keep saying it. And keep thinking about it. Because that is the glory of it all. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can hear Romans 8 verse 1 and 2 also in Canada. Observe verse 24 also of Romans 7. And so we can see here that there is, uh, you know, some clarity there. Imagine a person like Paul, 
in the list of his sufferings in the book of Corinthians, he said he was in prison often. You know? And he was stoned. And he was beaten. And just imagine that man. He was supposed to be, according to, you know, physical things, he was a small man, man of small stature. And apparently, if he stood in front of people, he just looked like he was covered with uh, bruises, stripes all over. And people could not look at him. That's what the uh, scholars say. I don't claim to be a scholar, but it just adds weight to some of these things. And we don't have a photograph of the man either. (laughs) So we have to go by what the historians say. Amen. But we do have writings that say that he was constantly being beaten, constantly being imprisoned, constantly being stoned, you know, left for dead. And this is the man that in the middle of it all lived long, finished his call, finished everything, and he didn't have to go and see a chiropractor. (laughs) I wonder how he managed to pull it off. this work? How was it happening for him? There was no specialist hospitals around. There was no multi-specialist treatments, auto-robotics, nothing like that. But the man was able to live and be known as Paul the Aged in Philemon 1 and 9. And he said, I'm just known as the prisoner of the Lord. I'm known as the ambassador in bonds. Instead of the ambassador with an entourage. Happy ambassador in bonds. I mean, that was its title. So here we have all of these thoughts. How did it happen? He must have been plugging into something that we need to also be partakers of. Hallelujah. And that comes from these subtle murmurings that are going on. Murmurings led to destruction. What about murmuring on the right thing? Muttering the right thing? Life. Blessing. Hallelujah. Benefits. Prosperity. Increase. Overflow. And so we can mutter about these things. Glory to God. And if we have muttered about other things, mercy is there. Just confess it. Lord, I have spoken unadvisedly. My words have been wrong before you. Amen. So, these kind of thoughts, you know, Force you to think. Maybe he had access to something else. Praise God. Maybe he had uh, another place. Where he was drawing. All of this energy. And life of God. And quickening. Praise God. Notice the 11th verse of Romans 8. But if the spirit of him. Is bringing it up for us to think about. In the form of. Hey. Think about this. But if the spirit of him that raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Woo! Glory to God. And so we can mumble there that the spirit of God is quickening my mortal body. Oh, hallelujah. And we can mutter that quietly. We can murmur that. So to speak, before him, quickening my mortal body by his spirit. Thank God you're dwelling in me. 
Thank God you're quickening me. Thank God you're restoring me. Renewing every part of me. Renewing my youth like the eagles. Glory to God. You're returning me to the days of my vim, vigor, and vitality. Because you found a ransom. Glory. And that ransom was what you found. And it was right in your sight. Hallelujah. And so I have the ability to receive from you now, Lord. Oh, we say it. We meditate. We mutter. Instead of murmuring all these discontentments, external things, pressures, and blaming God and pointing at his admin, at his people, at one another, and all of that. And we can just mutter away. Amen. These truths, these life-giving truths, which are valid. Amen. And you may be weird for, for teaching such things and, you know, saying such things. But, hey, did God say it? Are they secret things of the heart? Yes. They are subtle, secret things of the heart. And those things will be revealed one day. Amen. Notice Malachi chapter 3. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Wonderful scripture there about, uh, you know, honoring God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Honoring God with substance, with all your increase. Amen. Returning to the Lord and so on. Notice here, he says, uh, verse 13, Your words have been stout against me, says the Lord. We are again facing a God who hears the words in his ear. Your words have been stout against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken so much against thee? And what have we said that's so harmful against you? 14. You have said it is vain to serve God. Hmm? It's empty, pointless. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts. In other words, there's no profit in serving God. Amen. Subtle thoughts which came out as words and God heard them. And now we call the proud happy. The guy who seems to be relying on his own strength, his own ability, his own qualification. We say, oh, he's having a great time. He's a happy guy. He's blessed. He has everything. Now we call the proud happy. Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. Yea, they that tempt God are even delivered. Praise God. So all these options are there to meditate on. For people to roll eyes at you. Walking before God. Wasting your time there. Wasting your money there. Wasting wasting all your honor there. Hmm? Now what did you get? Amen. But then verse 16. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another. Fellowship there, you know, deeper than normal. They started saying things about God and their deep thoughts to one another. And the Lord hearkened and heard and heard it. And a book of remembrance Wow, God really thinks something special about your words, my words. That he will actually write a little diary, a book of remembrance. Hallelujah. 
was written before him for them that feared the Lord and thought upon his name. Their deep thoughts, what they were pondering about, the subtle thoughts. Honoring him, not just thinking about his name, but giving that name due honor. Isn't it that? That's what it means. Honoring the Lord in their thoughts. And they shall be mine, verse 17, says the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels. And I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Then shall you return and discern between the righteous and the wicked. Between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. If you're not serving God, you're serving what? Something else. You could call that an idol. And that idol is usually yourself. Your fleshly desires, you know, your other deep uh, pent up desires. Which come out in words eventually. Under the circumstances and challenges, they just leak out. And we begin to, all of us have these thoughts. All of us have these tempting ideas. What did I get? What's in it for me? Huh? I don't know what I'm doing here even. I should be out of here, man. What's this? Hey, give me a break, buddy. Etc. Amen. You could be on a yacht somewhere in the Caribbean for Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas. But you're stuck in church for Christmas. Ha ha ha. Except if church is your home. <laughs> if you live in Him and move in Him. You know, that's as weird as it gets. Amen. You're just some weirdo, man. Praise God. But uh, you know what we're saying here is that really, really at the core of your being, what are your thoughts about it? Amen. And when you sift through it all, what you really say is what you believe, what you're trusting. And that comes from the word of God, not on other feelings and emotions. They do come. And we all face them. And Paul had to deal with them. He said, I despaired even of life. I'm like tired of this stuff, man. Just beam me out of this place. Just forget this. Rapturitis, etc. Amen. But uh, thank God we can follow some examples. And, uh, you know, say no to other examples. And uh, begin to think about, you know, is God being honored in all of this? Amen. By the time Jesus worked on the earth for just three years on that level, the earth could not handle him. They just took him out. But he had finished everything. And they could not take the life out of him until he submitted. That's what we're talking about. That you have an authority and a place to refuse these things until you say so. Which came from heaven said so. And that life is available to each one of us. He always did the things that pleased his father. He always obeyed his father. He always heard and judged accordingly. And then spoke That kind of place gave me confidence that nobody could take his life from him. That he would lay it down. That he has the authority to do that. And so we can also say, yeah, I have problems, but I can always come back and line up and say, no, I'm not going 
until I'm ready to go according to God's word. Amen. And we can mutter these things and mumble these things. And life and death are still in the authority of our tongue. And they've been given to us as such. Praise God. And God is making note of all these things. Glory to God. And anything that we seem not to have received honor for, we will continue to receive honor for forever. Hallelujah. So, there is a day. Where everything will be settled. And we will only say one thing. You are worthy. And we will put the crowns at his feet. We will see that it was he who began the good work in us. It is he who accomplishes it to the very end. It is he who is at work in us. Both to will and to do his good pleasure. Which is all of these things. And we just get to agree with him and mutter these things and yield to them and experience them. And then he crowns us for it. Woo, glory to God. This is wonderful once you get the context properly. Of course, people may look at you as some strange fellow. Amen. But then look what it did for Paul. It made him such an honorable person that even though others may not have seen it at that time, today we celebrate him. We talk highly from the pulpits across the nations. Hallelujah. Amen. So sometimes it is even posthumous. After you have passed on, they are still honoring you. Praise God. People did not understand. People like Watchman Nee and William Carey. But now we celebrate such people. Hallelujah. They had their problems. They were, they were weird, in other words, but glory to God. All right, let's see if we can hear a um, thing or two. Malachi 3, um, let's read um, from verse 13 all the way to 16 in Canada. Nimma matugalu nanage virodavagi balavagi davendu kattanu hirutane adagyu nivu ninage virodavagi ishtondu navu enu matadi deve anutiri nivu devaranu sevisuvadu vetavendu navu atana niyamagalanu kaikondu sainyagala kattana munde dukavagi nadadadarinda enu prayo janavendu hiridiri Iga Navu Garvishtaranu Bhagyavantarendan Nuteve, Haudu, Dushtatva Maduvavaru Abhivruddhi Aguttare, Haudu, Devaranu Parikshisuvavare Rakshisal Patidare Indu Hiridiri. Aga Kartanige Bayapaduvavaru Ubbara Sangadalobaru Agage Matadi Kondaru, Kartanu Kivigutu Adanu Kedidanu, Idalade Kartanige Bayapaduvavari Goskaravu, Atana Hesaranu Nenasuvavari Goskaravu, Atana Munde, Napakada Pustakavu Bareel Patitu. Glory to God. Amen. You, you don't have to be the guy that writes a book that says, why I don't preach the word anymore. <laughs> no, they just say word of faith. Okay, what is it other than that is word of doubt, word of unbelief, word of failure, word of compromise. You could well say, why I don't preach the word anymore. Why do you have to say, why I don't preach the word of faith anymore? That means you are going with some other kind of brand of the word, which is a flop and a failure and a cop out. You do not want to give the honor that is due to God, to Him. 
but you want to squirrel away from it. And thank God that you don't have to make such a book and write such a novel. It's just worth trash. Because God has not changed. We still approach Him only by faith. And without faith, we cannot please Him. It's impossible to please Him. God has come and spoken in various manners, appeared in various kind of ways. But man still approaches God only by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you cannot digress from that and write some, some crapola and, and call it, you know, whatever. Hallelujah. So we, uh, you know, we have to start checking. What do I really believe? Hallelujah. Thank God for his word. Otherwise, we'll all be sold for rice and beans. <laughs> Just something that ends up as a hill of beans. Hallelujah. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 12. Ooh, glory. Verse 28, the last verse of Proverbs 12. In the way of righteousness is life. And in the pathway thereof, there's no death. Praise God. Amen. Now you can bargain with that scripture if you like. But, but you can say, you know, I'm not dying right now. In my, in my way, in my paths, the paths of righteousness that God has prepared for me, I'm going to live. There's no death there for me. I'm going to live until I'm satisfied. Why? Because I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm right. I'm right in Christ. Not by my works, but by what he has done. He became a curse for me. He took death for me. He triumphed over all that in his resurrection. And today, he's sitting at the right hand of God. He's praying for me that I'm delivered to the uttermost. Completely and for all time. Amen. He has a far better ministry. We have a better covenant than any of them in the Old Testament who lived Without the Holy Ghost quickening their mortal bodies the way he can quicken us. And somebody could stand there and say, I'm 85 right now and I'm ready for war right now. Give me my mountain. Hallelujah. I'm ready for war. Whether there be giants out there, I'm ready right now. This man did not have the Holy Ghost living inside him. Definitely. He was not born again. Definitely. He did not know about the resurrection of Christ the way we know it today. Even though everything in the law was a picture and a symbol of the Christ and what he would do. Amen. But today, we with the life of God, the nature of God, the power of God, the resurrection life inside us. Of course, we can say, in my path there is no death. Because I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. And he has commanded us, go raise the dead. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. Cast out devils. Amen. You are free from the law of sin and death. Christ has set me free. I'm free from the body of death. It does not dominate me anymore. Hallelujah. Amen. We're not saying that you'll never die, but most of us, if Jesus comes tonight, we won't, we'll just go. We'll pass that. 
Hallelujah. And we are close to that moment like never before. Hallelujah. And so don't let these things come and mess with you right now. And try to make your story a sad one. You don't have to give in to it for half a second. You can say no. No, 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 no. That's as far as it goes. And it comes in the mutterings, the deep thoughts inside there. And we may have to check the ground inside the heart. And What have I planted there? What have I over time slowly deposited there? And not being aware of it. We that stand. We think we stand. Let us check. Amen. Because he's crafty. And he drops things. And he engages your mind. Our enemy knows the power of thinking. And he works against our thinking. And makes strongholds. In our thinking. Because he knows if I get his mind. I've got him. Amen. So these are the uh, uh, ammunition or the building blocks for another stronghold against him. And no, 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 no. In my part, there's only life. Amen. Hallelujah. I am the righteousness of God. Thank God that the Lord is my light. The darkness disappears. Glory. The Lord is my strength. Where's my weakness? The Lord is my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The enemy came against me to eat my flesh. But they stumbled. They stumbled and fell. Glory. We can just camp right there and get excited. Because it is true. It's good news. We have been given good news. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is good. It is good. It is good. Let's see if we can hear Proverbs uh, 12, 28 also in Canada. Amen. Let's open up again our Bibles in the New Covenant area. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go off to the book of Philippians. Paul was in... Uh, amazing person what he carried with him was truly amazing notice the third chapter verse 1 finally my brethren rejoice in the Lord (laughs) rejoice in the Lord I mean okay there are other things but you don't have to be in them you can be in the Lord rejoice in the Lord To write the same things to you, to me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. You know, if you're really thinking about others, you need to repeat things. Amen. Because you're thinking about them getting it. Or you think you got it. All right, fine. But others need to get it too. So we have to be guilty of saying the same thing. Over and over and not feeling any, any caginess about it. That, oh, he only says the same thing. That is looking for honor somewhere else. Instead of God saying, I want you to say that again. I want you to teach it some more. I want you to approach it one more time. Not worried about, oh, he only has one message. No, as a a church, you know, body, we must preach many things. But we must always say some things over and over again. Hallelujah. 
And repetition is important. And Paul knew that. He said, it is safe for you. You're thinking about their safety. Hallelujah. Beware of dogs. Major. (laughs) Beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision. Notice that all of these are in the beware section. That's not a nice line up there. And therefore they all go together also. The circumcisers, they, they camped on externals. In other words, the dogs also in this context are those who are more bothered about external religious things than matters that are more subtle, things that come out of your lips and your heart. Are they in line with honoring God or honoring man or honoring some other system? And he said, you have to beware of that. In God's eyes, that's really bad. That's what he's saying. Beware. That's falling from grace, according to him. People think so many other things. But falling from grace is actually just living based on externalism and honoring man more than God. Because they were scared of men, that they would be put out of the synagogue. They would be excommunicated from the group. And that's why they did these things. And so a certain level of thickness of skin is required by all of us to live this thing out. To say what we have to say. To live what we have to live in the midst of contrary uh, flow of things. Amen. And God will help us. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision. We are the circumcision. Glory to God, which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. That's a fine lineup right there. Thank God that that's the truth. According to God, that is the way to go. That you are the ones who worship God in the spirit and in truth. Rejoice in Christ Jesus <laughs> Why are you so excited? Why are you shouting as though something happened? Just being in Christ, having your name in heaven. Woo, rejoice. Yea, rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Woo-hoo-hoo. I was, uh, you know, in one place recently, and, you know, I was just surrounded by all of these depressive atmospheres. And early in the morning one day, I just looked towards the trees and the garden and all of that, and I just said, You know, I can just rejoice right now because I'm born again. I'm on my way to heaven and I can rejoice always. So I just went, (laughs) you know, just quietly. And I was having a great time and immediately drew attention. What's going on here? You know, these depressive moods, they attract others also. Amen. And why are you breaking away from this and just rejoicing right now? Why do you have to be in a different path? Because I'm on the path of life. Because I'm right. Because my name is written in heaven. Because I'm on my way to heaven shouting victory. <laughs> glory, 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 glory. Woo, glory to God. God seeks those who worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, you know, all the emotions are there, but you go deeper and you pick from the things of the word and the spirit. 
and you just go with it. And you honor him. You give him the honor that is due to him. By acting on his word. His word. His command. And you just step out on it. And he says rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. In the same Philippian book. So there is a root. Deep inside there. That we are connected to. No matter what it looks like. You can still rejoice. You have good news. Worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus. Have zero confidence in the flesh. (laughs) Not bothered about what he's saying. Oh yeah, he said this, he said that. In fact, they measured it and this is what it said. (laughs) So much for my confidence in that. Zero confidence in that. Ha ha ha. This is what you get for it. Ha ha ha. How ridiculous is all of that? Amen. People look at you and say, what? This guy's nuts. There's no objectivity here. He's not being real. Come on. <laughs> just being Bible-based, God receiving the honor in the matter. Amen. <laughs> with your breath, with your life, you're honoring him. Though I might have also confidence, I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath, whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Mm -mm, That's saying too much. Any person thinks that they have something in the flesh, such as confidence in achievements in the flesh, he said, I am more than that. If you talk about honor in the flesh, I am more than anybody else. That's a big statement. That is like super heavy. I'm more. He said, I was not circumcised like you Philippians after becoming believers. Then somebody came and forced you. Beware. Amen. I was circumcised the eighth day. This is what they were doing. They were coming and reconverting, so to speak, people back to tradition and legalism. And he said, beware of those guys. Hallelujah. And the Jerusalem church was full of it. And Paul, at, at the end, somewhere acted weird. Did you notice that? He got all cagey. He started out nicely, but somewhere towards the end, he began to do things that, like, what was that, Brother Paul? Amen? For the sake of going to Jerusalem and talking to the Jews, you do some things there. It took us for a small trip there. Maybe it was some weakness. Amen? Because he was not perfect. Amen? So scholars and Uh, Deep scholars say that Paul may have meandered off here and there a little bit. Because the Holy Ghost told him many times. You go there, this is what's going to happen to you. And he said, I don't care. But who's speaking? Holy Ghost. Do you have a right to disobey him? Hmm? Brother Paul, you're now a big guy? I don't know, maybe. Who am I to judge, right? But he himself said, I'm not perfect. He said, I don't care for my life. Okay. But God has some plans. 
Praise God. I mean, this is what scholars say. Like I said, I'm not a great scholar, but I'm just reading the Bible and trying to see, uh, you know. Because there were places where you wonder, what was all that? Amen. And uh, eventually, you know, we realize that the only perfect person is Jesus. Praise God. Everybody else has something to deal with. And especially when you think you're standing, be careful lest you fall. Hallelujah. Because all of us can be tempted. Praise God. Verse 4, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, Who's Benjamin? That's King Saul's tribe. The warriors. Big guys. That's not some cheap tribe. And Hebrew of the Hebrews. As touching the law. A Pharisee. The strictest sect. Of religious Jewry. That's where he came from. I mean he was the man. Concerning zeal. Persecuting the church. That was the Bhakti Vairagya. Right there. Killing Christians. Touching the righteousness which is in the law. Blameless. Wow, that's plenty. The law can catch you so much. But, you know, he was not sinless. He was blameless according to everything in the law. Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> but what things, verse 7, here comes the, the anchor. But what things were gained to me? These I counted loss for Christ. Amen. You see, on the balance, there has to be a net worth. After everything is said and done, where is your confidence? Where is your gain? Where is your benefit? It has to come back to Christ. Amen. This is... Very likely a letter written after some adjustments in Paul's life. Praise God. It is supposed to be written during the two year period where he is given house arrest in Rome. Where he has kind of done some things. And now he's beginning to say more and more clearly what he believes. Praise God. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Dung is another heavy word like dog. Amen. See, in the Jewish context, dung was put on faces sometimes. Dung was the word used for uh, bodies just dumped there as manure. They were not given an honorable treatment. The enemy treated them like dung, etc. Many, many cases in the scripture. But all the religion was now applied on the face like dung. 
All of the things that you have counted as something great, here, take it. Apply it on your face as dung. Amen. What people are framing is now dung on his face. That's rather creepy. That I may win Christ. It's not that he's not saved or he's wondering if he'll be saved. No. He's saying, you and I know that there are scriptures that talk about partaking of the Christ inheritance, life, etc. That you lay hold on eternal life. That you are partakers of the divine nature. It's not saying here that you are not saved. That you are trying to be saved. He's saying you are experiencing it and living it and showing it out. That's what he's talking about. In other words, maturing in that life. Hallelujah. And so, um, there's plenty to think about right there. He could also be saying, for one revelation from heaven, I would say, according to him, he, he's saying, one revelation of heaven is worth all that's in the world. What Jesus said to Peter, Simon Bar-Jonas, blessed art thou, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father from heaven. That is actually the salvation which nothing can purchase. Amen. That light, that glory, that revelation was the Father revealing to Peter. Not flesh and blood. Anything in this world is flesh and blood. They can do it without salvation. They can do it without reading the Bible. They can do it. They can make it happen. But he said, no, no, this is from a different department. This you cannot even put in the balance. What you have heard and said today, Simon Barjonas, that is from heaven, that's from my father. You cannot put them on the same balance. That's why these people lived in a certain way and died in a certain way that people just stand there and look. I will not be crucified. I'll be cru- crucified upside down. I'm not worthy to be crucified Like my master. How could you say such things? And not just be theatrical. And pretending to be a great. You know drama queen. (laughs) Hallelujah. But you are actually saying it. Because these people. Saw some things. Which we are also. To see. Amen. That is not worthy. To be compared. With the glory. That shall be revealed. In us. Hallelujah. There's so much there that we can pray about and study. Verse 9. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, but that which is of the law. You see, they got to a place where they knew they were the righteousness of God, but they started doing legalistic things also to add to it. Amen. And it became a system of works also. And you, you can slough off to that. And I've done this. You don't know who I am. I'm not just a believer. I've done this and that and the other. And you begin to put confidence in those pursuits which are more or less fleshly. And to, to just heap up honor for yourself. Amen. And so, uh, you know, there may be people who quietly do all that. Nobody knows. And then later on they find out that they're the ones who did. Or they mean people who blow the trumpet about it all. 
God have mercy on all of us. <laughs> Only God knows what's going on in the heart, right? And that you have only what he has given you, his righteousness. That that is all you have. You don't have anything else. Amen. Hallelujah. To be found at any time that all I have is in you. Anytime Jesus showed up on you, all I have is what's in you. Everything is Yeshu. Hallelujah. To be found in him. Not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. In other words, it's like you can digress, but I want to remain here all the time. You can step out and use other things as a crutch and a prop instead of, I'm just in Christ. If it were not for his righteousness that I am in, forget it. Amen. I'm in him. Praise God. And I, I'm, I'm just riding on his ticket. <laughs> Glory to God. That I might know him or I may know him. I mean, imagine a person who's walked on this level still saying that I may know him. What does that mean? God is infinite. There's no end. Imagine you're dealing with a person who is infinite. There's no end to him. We have finite mind, so we find it hard to comprehend that. Forever we're going to be knowing him. And we haven't dealt with such a person, so we, we get degree upon degree upon degree, and, and then we find out that we still uh, we feel so great. We've accumulated all this knowledge, but then... Uh, you are honored by man and given all these accolades. And then finally, you're supposed to know somebody whom you cannot know. What is that? So we, we don't appreciate that. Amen? Imagine, uh, I was listening to a person who is a, a physics professor. Amen? And uh, you know he was an atheist. Because he, he's got the laws of physics and all that. But he's a believer, and he's a pastor. And, uh, you know, it's interesting how you can step away from all that physics. You know, that's like the very internal workings of the whole laws of nature, so to speak. We must have seen something that blew you away. Professor of physics. So, uh, Paul just realizes more and more that being found in him... It's the whole thing. That you don't have any other confidence. That everything is in Him. My strength is in you. My life is in you. My salvation is in you. My health is in you. If it is you, then I'm fine. Amen. If the Lord is my light, there's no darkness. If the Lord is my health, where is the sickness? If the Lord is my strength, where is my weakness? If the Lord is my blessing... And I'm blessed in him. Where is the curse? Where is the death? Where is the destruction? That was in the Adamic. As in Adam all die. So in Christ all shall be made alive. Our mutterings. Well we'll have to stop there. For now. Let's see if we can hear. Some of this in Canada. 
Praise God. I don't know if we read anything out of chapter 3. Nothing. Whoa. All right, let's see if we can hear chapter 3 from verse 1 to 7. Kadedagi nanna sahodarare, kattanalli santosha padiri, tirigi nimage bari vadarali nanagenu besaravilla, nimanna daro adu badra padisuadu. Nai gadige echerike agiri, dushta kelasadavarige echerike agiri, angachedanea vishayadali echerike agiri. Atmadali devarano aradi suvavaru, krista yesuvinali santoshi suvavaru, sharira dali baravase illadavaru, adanave sunnati avaragi adeve. Nanadaro Sharira Sambanda Vadavu Gadali Baravasa Vitaru Idabudu, Bere Yava Nadaru Sharira Sambanda Vadavu Gadali Baravasa Vida Bahudendu Yochisuvadare Nano Avani Gintalu Hechagi Hage Yochisabudu. Intanea Dinadali Nanage Sunnati Aitu, Nanu Israel Vamshadavanu, Benyavianana Kuladavanu, Ibriar in the Hutti the Ibrianu, Nyaya Pramanavanu Nodidare Nanu Farisayanu. Asatianu nodidare nanu sabea himsakanu, Nyaya pramana dali heliruva niti enu nodidare nanu nirdoshi. Adare nanage labavagi dantavugalanu kristana nimitta nashtavendenisidene. Praise the Lord. I think we'll have to stop there for today, but think about it. There's a lot to think about, there's a lot to adjust, because the Lord is coming, and we want to be. Ready. The Bible says, honor the Lord with your substance, with the first fruit of all your increase. And there will be always breakthrough, break forth, overflow. And your, your barns and your storehouses will be affected. Amen. With your strength, with your ability, you honor the Lord. Hallelujah. With all that you have, honor the Lord because it's not worthy. To be compared with the excellency of the knowledge of Christ and in Christ. Amen. Let's worship him who's worthy. Father, we give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks for the privilege of being on the planet in this day and hour. To see what you want us to see is it's just what we desire. We want to see. We want to know the God who is infinite. That we may know him. Oh, we worship you. 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 As we prepare for the end of the year, we worship you. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks for mutterings, uh, mumblings, meditations of the heart being acceptable in your sight. We worship you. Instead of destruction, it will be life. Blessing, benefit, increase, fulfillment. We thank you. We praise you. We come against the lies of the enemy in Jesus' name. We sever them from the root in Jesus' name. We declare life. Life more abundantly to the full till it overflows. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. If you like to give, it's a great opportunity. Let's do so in Jesus' name. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful time as you prepare your hearts and celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, team. You are blessed.
got the greater one I can't overcome This ain't no time to turn back No place to go slack I gotta keep pressing on Till every battle is won I've got the victory Living inside of me I got the greater one I can't Seem a little 